everyone. It's Dr. Tamara Beckford with Your Caring Docs. That's right, where we bring you health and wellness info. Have you take an active role in your health, right? But we have a special segment, which I'm always very, very happy to do, which is the Your Caring Docs, Docs Who Cares. That's where we bring you doctors from all over the world who are going to drop health and wellness info gems right here. And the best part is that they're going to leave all their info so you can find them. So if you would like to be a patient of theirs, if you'd like to be a client of theirs, if you'd like to be part of their teams, you'll know where to find all of this. Today, we are going to go across the pond that's right all the way to the uk i am super excited for our first international guest on our your caring docs Cares podcast so this is dr adam harris i'm gonna drop a little bit of jam on dr harris and then we're gonna welcome him on right so dr harris he has an mb B.S. in medicine from the Imperial College of London, St. Mary's Hospital Medical School, right? So as with most of my docs, they don't really stop there. They go and get some more training and more knowledge. So after that, he decided to go to law school. So he has a law degree from Nottingham Law School. So now we have a doctor lawyer, right? And did he stop there? No, as I said, most of our docs get more and more training. So he decided that he wanted to help more people. And that in mind, he graduated from the Australian Institute of Professional Coaches, where he trained in life, leadership, and executive coaches, right? So with all of that knowledge, all of that gem, we are going to welcome on Dr. Adam. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh my goodness. This is the most exciting interview I've ever had. Seriously. This is yes, <laughs> it's yes. amazing. It's amazing already. <laughs> it's going to be even more amazing because you have so many gems and we are just waiting for all of this. Yes. So you're very, very, very passionate about helping your clients achieve their goals quickly right mm, and you mm -hmm. also have an additional passion about helping doctors and other professionals who are suffering in toxic environments you help them with tools and skills for them to help to deal with their situation and for them to be able to lead a healthier and more successful life at work so with all of these skill sets <laughs> We're going to bring you on and we're going to ask you all of this because you do all of this through coaching, mm. coaching, coaching, coaching. Now, there are a lot of people who are listening to this. Some have heard about coaching, others haven't. And everyone is thinking about athletics, right? Yeah, yeah. Coaching goes beyond that. So give us a definition. Like, what is coaching? Well, firstly, thanks so much for having me. Uh, I'm super excited, and uh, you, yeah, you're just amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's a real, it's a real honour. Anyway, um, I I thought I'd root out a, uh, a cheeky little definition, and the best one I could find because there are a lot uh, people have different interpretations of what coaching means to them. Um, but the Institute for Life Coach Training came up with this one that I think is is pretty special. Mm -hmm. A professional relationship that helps people produce extraordinary results in their lives, careers, businesses, or organizations, helping them to bridge the gap between where they are now and where they want to be. And I think that's that's pretty good in a nutshell, really. Absolutely. Bridging the gap 
based on where you are now in where you want to be. So you see where you want to be. You just need help getting there. Yeah. And I think coaching just really expedites the the process, you know, so, uh, and I'm as guilty as anyone, you know, I could kind of say, yeah, I want to do this and it will take me years to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I think oh, I really want to get there much more quickly, but I don't think I can manage that myself, mm-hmm. get a coach. Coach can take you from A to B in a lot less time. Absolutely. And that's what you help do. Now, we know that with coaching, there are different aspects And right now, there's also coaching that is done within the health field. And I think this is a little bit newer because why? Because we're just figuring out, right? So talk about, let's talk about health coaching and the benefits of it. So health coaching can be done by coaches who are not necessarily healthcare professionals, or it can be done by healthcare professionals. And uh, really, you're looking at, uh, so if, if, it's bridging the gap from where you are now to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So you have a goal in mind and it's health related. Mm-hmm. So that may be, you know, weight loss, smoking, cessation, mm-hmm. um, helping improve your mental health, getting, getting off those medications, mm-hmm. you know, uh, being diabetic and being reliant on medication and wanting to improve your, you know, your sugar controls and, and so on. Mm-hmm. And you just, don't seem to be able to get there off your own steam, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you have that health goal in mind that you share with your health coach and they get you there in a much quicker time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the beauty of having the coach rather than doing it by yourself is that you have in them an accountability partner. Absolutely. So, you know, they will keep you on track. They will see you, regularly and every every session that you have they will set you some goals some smart goals mm-hmm. um for the next session and you know we all we all slip up we all the stuff you know life gets in the way <laughs> right Absolutely. um so you know it's like if 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 you are my client you know I try and keep you on track gently mm-hmm. nudging uh carrot more than stick Mm-hmm. um but uh you know i guess it depends on the client if they say to you i want you to be to be strict with me fine you know um right but 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 yeah it's um you know it's it's achieving those those health related goals um in a timely way um and just just transforming your life absolutely in, in much more quickly and and it's and it's obviously shown its benefits and it's shown its benefits um in that because there's so many people who might say well why do i need a coach i mean i can do this on my own you know i can i want to say we talk about diabetes i want to improve my sugar numbers hmm. you know i'm just gonna stop eating blah 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 however yeah. as you're mentioning with a coach it helps you from bridging the gap between a and b the yeah. difference is that there are times when you just don't feel like doing it yeah yeah sure <laughs> and that's sure. where the coach helps yeah. you so today you're enthusiastic but what about yeah. next week <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 that's true you know because you know People don't necessarily bring their lives into the session with you, but there's stuff going on in the background, you know, um, and we have to be mindful of that. Um, and, you know, I, I guess uh, you could be any sort of coach and, and coach most things because essentially a coach is helping you achieve your goals. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 
I think if if you're a health coach and you've got a healthcare background, that that can be helpful. You know, I mean, it may be that they don't have a clue about how they should improve their diet to to achieve these things. And so, if you have you know some kind of knowledge as a as a nurse or a dietitian or a, or a doctor, you can you can advise them on that as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And then with coaching too, we um you know realize that coaching. For the health, we think about health and we think about solid numbers and we mm. think about solid um, diagnoses such mm. as diabetes or mm. you know, high blood pressure. But there's mm. also the well-being aspect of it. You know, yeah. there's so much more than just that. And this is also an area where you thrive. So you coach and you help with um, personal and professional people. You help them with their well-being can you give us a little bit more about that yeah sure sure yeah <laughs> so yeah so um and actually an interest in this led me to um set up a clubhouse club with um my friend dr darren davidson who's an uh, orthopedic surgeon in seattle mm-hmm. um and in in our rooms uh, our clubhouse club rooms we speak a lot about the different areas of wellness and well-being mm-hmm. and so uh, anyone who's kind of been there will will hear me talk a lot about I have this kind of concept of you need a you need a good bedrock mm-hmm. of of wellness and well-being and then on the bedrock you build a foundation and the foundation is the more advanced skills mm-hmm. and then obviously once you've got a foundation in place you can build a house now the house is your life mm-hmm. is your healthy and well life you know be it work personal life, family, all of these things, you know? Um, so in terms of the bedrock, in terms of the wellness side of things, I concentrate on three main areas. Uh, the first area is a little bit of a cheat because it's lots of areas within itself. Um, you'll have heard of the five ways to well-being. Mm-hmm. So staying connected with people, uh, being active, giving of your time, not necessarily money, mm-hmm. taking notice of being mindful and continuing to learn right so that's one area but i kind of cheat a little bit in that as well and just add in sleeping well and eating well mm-hmm. um having meaning and purpose in your life and something that's very uh special to me because i kind of discovered this around three years ago is connecting with and living by your core values right like that makes a huge difference to the sort of the, the pathway and journey of your life and the tranquility that you can that you can achieve yeah absolutely and then social media limiting social media so that's the kind of first massive area and then the other kind of areas are much more contained um breathing exercises so mm-hmm. so w- we know that when we get a bit a bit stressed out um and a bit panicky that that kind of deep breathing is 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 good yeah it kind of calms you down absolutely and that's actually the the last thing you start to do right you're doing shallow breathing <laughs> exactly yeah exactly so exactly so yeah yeah you're completely right and so it does take a degree of insight and control and so that's where the practice mm-hmm. side of it comes in but but things like deep breathing box breathing which the american marines do so taking a deep breath for four seconds holding it for four seconds breathing out for four seconds and holding it for four seconds all these things 
it basically trigger the parasympathetic nervous system, oh, which okay. then calms you down, calms down your, your heart rate, calms down your breathing rate, mm -hmm. lowers your blood pressure. Absolutely. Helps with that, that kind of initial anxiety. So it's useful if you're, if you're stressed, panicky, angry, upset, mm -hmm. just kind of if you can check yourself. Mm -hmm. But it's just a great thing to do generally, you know. I mean, how many people do deep breathing routinely every day? No. So <laughs> I don't. I, As a matter yeah. of fact, I think I, while we were just talking, I held my breath for four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> See the the impact. Then you feel better for it. Yes. <laughs> so I've got an Apple Watch, right? A lot of people have mm -hmm. Apple watches. Other other watches are available. Mm -hmm. Um and it has a meter on it that checks your oxygen levels. Right. Okay. Now we're aiming for like 99%, something like that, right? Yes, because we're, um, <laughs> we're such <yeah>. high achievers. <laughs> well, well, yeah, that, that's true. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, doctors, yeah, trying to get the highest score. But I mean, like people in general, we want to have like, you know, high, really high 90s in our oxygen levels. Absolutely. So I'll kind of like, you know, I'll have been sitting around, not doing much, check it. And it's like, 86%. How's that possible? Yeah. Have I not keeled over? Yeah. With 86% <laughs> oxygen levels, right? Then you take some deep breaths and you can get it up to the high 90s. And what that shows is it's a bit like self physical therapy. You mm -hmm. know, the, in fact, you guys have respiratory therapists, don't you, in the States? Right. We, My mom yeah. is actually a respiratory therapist. <laughs> yeah. So we, the, 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 we call them physiotherapists in the UK. So physical therapists. Mm hmm. They either specialize in, in respiratory or musculoskeletal or neuro or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they'll teach these deep breathing things. So what that kind of demonstrates is that we're routinely not breathing very deeply. And when you force yourself to breathe deeply, you open up these small airways that you're not normally opening that just kind of like collapse down, fill with mucus, whatever their risk for chest infections. Mm -hmm. But if you do that, few times a day just consciously take some deep breaths you're helping yourself in in that way as well and then the third thing um is meditation Absolutely. and and i mentioned mindfulness in the five ways to well-being and, and meditation mindfulness kind of in the same camp but again you know we know that it's just something that when practiced you know regularly calms you down you know brings you brings you inner peace but again it's also it's something that People who meditate are uh, have better mental acuity um, they're, and they're better able to handle conflict. It's been proven. Oh. And in fact, yeah, the, um, the American army have done some studies mm -hmm. um, at the use of mindfulness, meditation, yoga, and, and, and the type of meditation was loving kindness meditation. Mm -hmm. And they demonstrated that um, in the kind of like new recruits, the kind of rookies, it reduced the... Um, the incidence and prevalence of homesickness because mm. take you young young people you know taken away from their families Absolutely. um people who've experienced battlefield trauma ptsd as a result of of active duty mm -hmm. it reduces the the length of time that that goes on for mm. um and also it's um good for chronic pain so if you've if you've been injured wow. at, at war it's so so it's i mean it's it's fantastic so that's that's what I call my bedrock, right? Absolutely for, for wellness and well-being, and then the kind of then the foundation on which the 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 healthy and and happy life is built has basically advanced skills. Mm -hmm. So I think you need to practice the basics first and and get 
you know, get them. You don't, no one's ever going to be perfect at them. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. You know, um, but you just, you know, as good as you can. And then there, there are, there are things that are, I think these things are more about your mental well being, really. So mm-hmm. I recommend people do journaling. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you, <laughs> yeah. You, that's a big, you, do you do journaling? Yes. And I yeah. realized that I stopped. So now I actually have my journal right here. Oh. After this, I'm writing all about you. Do it, do it. <laughs> um, so writing down and, re- and reciting positive affirmations. Absolutely. Writing down and reflecting on gratitude. So having a gratitude practice yes. and and reflecting, you know, is the, is the key thing. They're not just writing down. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, was a, a Sunday service uh, of my daughter's school and the chaplain was giving a sermon. And he used this phrase, a tank full of thankful, which I think is brilliant. um and i've also heard gratitude attitude that's that's quite a good one yeah yeah um so yeah develop a tank full of thankful and and practice it regularly and something that i i do particularly is is what went well you know three things at the end of each day that went well because as as doctors and other professionals lawyers engineers architects you know we're all it's all about the kind of like getting things perfect and you know attention to detail and and so on and we're, we're our own harshest critics if we, if we make a mistake, yeah? Um, and, and, you know, you and I will both know from patient interactions, you may have, you may have 30 or more patient interactions in a day. If you have one where the patient was particularly toxic and it upsets you, you know, all you, you'll just obsess about that one. That's, it will just preoccupy you. You know, the other, the other kind of 30-odd they might have been middle of the road. You might even have had some really fantastic patients who were lovely, mm-hmm. but you won't remember them. You will remember the one who was horrible. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That that's that's so prevalent. And as you yeah. you know, also discussed about like professionals and and about our attention to detail and mm. a little bit of perfectionism in that in our daily lives. I love the fact that you said that at the end of the day, you. Right, you write down three things that went yeah. well because yeah. we are very focused on what did not go well, yeah. you know, because we really we're always yeah. trying to improve. And, and yeah. we're in an environment where we're always told to, well, thank you for yeah. this, but yeah, yeah, you know, well, can you do this better? Can you do yeah. that better for improvement? For improvement, yeah. and, and that can weigh on you, yeah. It really does. It's it's the culture that we're that we're brought up in through medical school and then through being a junior doctor, mm-hmm. um, and you know it's okay. So sometimes errors like that can lead to patient safety issues. Uh, most most time probably not, but we will berate ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so if you can if you can have that you know www at the end of the day what went well, three things before you go to bed maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will just kind of remind you, actually, yeah, that was one thing, but these things went really well. And that, you know, is kind of good for your psyche. A few other kind of positive psychology tools, um, visualization techniques. Mm-hmm. So visualizing happiness, success, looking in the future, five years time, where do I want to be? You know, do I want to be sipping that pina colada on a beach because I've been successful, you know? Um <laughs> Do I, you know, do I want to be, you know, kind of like wearing that swimsuit because I've been really good in my health related goals and lost that weight, mm-hmm. you know, um, do I not want to be coughing all the time because I've quit smoking? 
mm-hmm. you know, whatever those those health related goals are. Um, practicing self forgiveness and self compassion. It for me, you know, it starts at home. If you can't forgive yourself and be kind to yourself and compassionate to yourself, how can you, without being a hypocrite? be like that to, to everyone else, you know, and that that's, it's really good for our well-being, good for our kind of longevity and so on. Um, and just, it might be, um, a bit, a bit silly, but just smiling and laughing more, you know, like, 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 like you, like you do, it's good, you know, and hugging more, you know, all of these things, they release serotonin, endorphins, oxytocin, dopamine, all the kind of happy chemicals and happy hormones, um, that are good for, good for your cardiovascular system, you know? um and just yeah practicing practicing kindness doesn't that doesn't that sound ridiculous like practicing being kind right but we're busy yeah we're not always as kind and considerate as we as we could be and i absolutely put myself in that category you know mm-hmm. um and empathy as well you know and empathy is the definition of empathy is not just can we put ourselves in tune with other people's emotions but are we reacting to other people's emotions appropriately as well? You know, um, and then and then a few other things: developing a growth mindset, ah, increasing emotional intelligence, which can be practiced. You know, you're not born with a set emotional intelligence. You can improve your emotional intelligence. You know, mm-hmm. um, working on your self confidence and self esteem, which are two different things, um, but people you know, don't don't often think about the the distinction between them, but um you know how can you be a happy healthy well person if you have a rock bottom self-confidence that's true you know um again for professionals working on imposter syndrome we all have it to a, to a, to a, yeah, to a lesser degree or or not we all we all have it and it and it can be worked on um and then a couple couple more things and more to do with your kind of interpersonal relationships with usually with colleagues or or interactions with you know kind of customer service people and things like that like being more assertive so not just not taking the nonsense that people want to dish out you know but without being aggressive right right such i think it's such an important life skill i was um teaching some um trainee family medicine physicians about assertiveness um a couple of months ago and you know as we know, patients will come in very demanding, very high expectations, you know, quite aggressive sometimes. And, it, you know, if you just kind of bow and give in to what they want, um, you feel really defeated and deflated after that interaction. When they've left the room, yeah. you're like, you feel bad, don't you? Like, why did I, why did I let why that did happen? I let that happen? Yeah. This I might know it wasn't the right the thing. Best thing for yeah. um, exactly i i let them bully me into giving them antibiotics when i thought it was viral mm-hmm. you know and you know so being assertive and and kind of standing your ground saying no that's that's not okay that's not acceptable but without if they get aggressive that's that's their that's their issue but mm-hmm. if you stay calm and centered mm-hmm. and and similarly uh dealing with conflict in a healthy way so mm-hmm. people think conflict is a negative thing but it, yes. it it's it's actually can be a really constructive and productive thing if done in a you know a civil a civil way you know you, organizations like apple wouldn't have achieved what they have unless they had differences of opinion mm-hmm. you know that were dealt with in a in a courteous way you know Absolutely. um and and conflict can lead to innovation um 
you know so yeah they're my they're my sort of foundation skills and then hopefully if you can kind of work on all of those things then it, it will slowly work you towards being happier and healthier and and having a better well-being absolutely and you know i love the fact that you have it as the bedrock and then you bring the different aspects as you build those foundation to build the house (laughs) of wellness and happiness right so it doesn't just start with just the house if you you know we all have you know that parable like if you build a house on the rock or in the sand Mm -hmm. you know so if you have worked on those great um foundations then once you get to the portion of your life where you're looking at your life overall, you would have had a lot of um, tools within your arsenal to help to deal with the different aspects in life, right? So dealing with the conflict, to to dealing with the um, imposter syndrome, to dealing with um, giving in, um, dealing with self-compassion, which is so important (laughs) because that's a part of us um, that, you know, we're very, very harsh and a lot of us are very harsh on ourselves. Why? Not because that we're just mean, we're just trying to improve, but we're probably Mm. using the incorrect tools to do so. Yeah. And maybe modeling on what we've seen other people in others. um, Yeah. And it's like, oh, that must be the way to do it. But actually, you know, it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with all of this, I think that we've gone through a lot today (laughs) helping, yeah, no, in helping others. But, you know, we've learned how coaches can be beneficial coaches can be beneficial in in the health Mm -hmm. um in improving your health we've learned about how coaching um can help with your well-being and the different foundation that techniques that you use in particular to help with your clients but all of this i (laughs) want to know some more (laughs) i would love to know if you weren't a doctor what would you be (laughs) oh i've thought about this a lot over the years uh and i as you know i've changed career multiple times so probably i may have another few career changes within me i'm not sure you know Mm -hmm. i'm only in my mid 40s um uh, interesting i there was a time um i had a year out between school and high school and and medical school and uh i actually thought i don't want to do medicine I was actually going to go off and do ancient history and archaeology. Now that would that would have been amazing, but that's not that's not my that's answer. Not the answer. Oh, <laughs> that's not. I'm te- teasing you. Please do tell. <laughs> right, as you know as well, I love traveling, I've, and I've I've traveled a lot in my life. I started late, uh, didn't go overseas first time till I was nineteen. That's the first time I left the UK, mm-hmm. um, but I've made up for it since. So I would I. I would I love those kind of lo- lonely planet guides and rough guides and, and whatever. I would love to be a travel journalist. Absolutely love to be a travel journalist. Love it. Love wow. But I also no. Well, oh, I think I'd have to, I have to part-time it. So part-time travel journalist. Uh-huh. But at least I could probably do while I'm away. Yeah. I love movies. Absolutely love movies. Um, and I would love to be a movie critic. so yeah because you get to you get to go to all those advanced screenings and stuff Uh as well and you know kind of like meet your meet your idols so uh yeah part-time movie critic part-time travel journalist 
hard That's time it. movie critic. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. I've heard some <laughs> answers to this. These are two unique answers. <laughs> I love, love, love. I love that our colleagues and you know our physician colleagues, they have so much in their arsenal. We're so mm. great at helping and taking care of patients but there are some other skill sets that we have yeah. out there or dreams and aspirations that we've had that i love unraveling those on our little talks so <laughs> this has been wonderful 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 and you know if ever i make it over to the uk i know where i am going all of you guys <laughs> over in the uk while well like dr adam harris says he loves to travel so for limited time <laughs> in the UK. But the great thing about what he does is that he can take care of you through his physician coaching and actually professional coaching. So it's not just limited to physician. It's limited to all professionals who are out there who would like to level up. If you're dealing with um, stress in the workplace and you're unsure of how to manage it, you love your job, but you're trying to figure out how to um, improve upon your life during that time, this is the doc for you, the doc coach for you. If you're an institution and you're having trouble with um, bullying within the institution and you're unsure of how to address this, this is the physician coach doc for you. <laughs> he has a degree in medicine and in law. So mitigation, I think he was probably like, weren't you like a top three mitigation in your class? I think so. I think you were doing it. So he can help you anywhere you are. So you can find him where? Come on, Dr. Adams. Okay. Adams, <clears throat> let us know where they can find you. Uh, okay, so you can email. That's that's good. Uh, so it's just uh, dr.adam, all lowercase, at coachingmentoringdoctors.com. Mm -hmm. Even though it's coaching mentoring doctors, I do, as you've said, work with uh, all professionals. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite kind of hangout social media wise is LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, that's just Dr. Adam Harrison. I uh, have a YouTube channel, as you know, uh, much like yourself. Um, and that is Dr. Adam um, Physician Hyphen Coach. Mm -hmm. Physician Coach. Um, I have my clubhouse club with Dr. Davidson, which is high performing physician. But again, all all people are welcome. Mm -hmm. um, I have a Facebook page, which is at Coaching Mentoring Doctors. Mm -hmm. And I have a small presence on Twitter. Uh, Medical Leadership Coach is my handle on that. But I just can't get my head around Twitter, I don't think. so. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. We'll be Twittering up soon. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So we have multiple ways of finding um, Dr. Harrison. You can find him he is very, very present on LinkedIn. Um, so he's on um, Facebook Clubhouse, where he runs a clubhouse with one of um, his colleagues. And um, also, we said that YouTube, he has a great YouTube channel, which he's um, producing a lot of info for. And you can find him twittering away. <laughs> <laughs> very occasionally. <laughs> right, occasionally. That's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So best thing, too, is that you're going to be able to find him here on our Your Care and Docs website. Yes, coming soon, brand new. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wonderful. So I'm Dr. Tamara Beckford with Your Caring Dogs, and you know that you can find us on a couple different areas, right? So this podcast, you can find it anywhere you listen to your podcast, your Apple, your Google, your Spotify, any of the fives, your Buzzsprout, anything that's sprouting, right? Buzzsprout, Apple, Spotify, you can find us there. And you can also find us on our social media. And we are Your Caring Dogs, that's U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S, you're Karen Docs, so you can find us on Twitter. We're tweeting away too, a little bit at a time. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Yes, and we are also on YouTube. And you can find us on your tick and your talk. We're ticking and talking away a little bit at a time also. <laughs> so, yes, thank you so much, Dr. Harrison, for coming on. Yes. Thank you. Uh, do you know what? My oxytocin and serotonin levels are really high now. I'm really happy. Thank you Wonderful. so much. That was yeah, awesome I fun. Great time. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining us and we will see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.